What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, and MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. That's HAM in the numeral one. Download the SeatGeek app, get tickets on SeatGeek, get $10 off when you use the code HAM, and go to UntuckIt.com. Promo code HAM for 20% off. Now to the segment. Let's talk about the NFC West. Cardinals, Seahawks, Rams. The Rams thing was a little eye-opening this weekend. It's still weird for me to watch an NFL game afternoon at the Coliseum. It just it feels a little less you know, abnormal, but still doesn't feel quite right. Is that fair? Yeah. Do you feel a little weird feeling when you just your eyes are hitting the screen? Yeah, I will say it feels abnormal, but I do like it. I, I that much I, I, I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm no, not. I, I don't not. hate I'm it or anything. Trying to think about it, I, it does feel weird, but part of it is it's different, and so I do enjoy it. It's like God, these, and it's they do have they do have some star power because their coach is super famous. I, I feel like the Rams are kind of resonating as this kind of famous squad down there mm-hmm. in front of 15 million people, mm-hmm. but they're still there's something a little off. Like they're not quite like the Showtime Lakers or something. Did you, you see know, that? Like, uh, that uh, was Kawhi there. Kawhi got booed somewhere this weekend. Yeah, he, he was there and got booed. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ramona tweeted. There is nothing that like same- the movement on Twitter, and then in the real world, it's like, oh wait, no, it's the Lakers well, tra- town. Tra- yeah, Twitter just. The- Ramona had a good tweet too. She's like, the same thing used to happen with Lob City when Blake or Chris would throw out the first pitch at a Dodger game. This is. Shit doesn't change. Like this, certain towns are certain places. And I think what makes, when you say California a little unique in, in the Bay and in Southern California, is there so Like in the Bears, if if Khalil Mack throws out a first pitch at a White Sox or a Cubs game, he's just getting cheered because those people are all Bears fans, right. right? You know, if you're just in Philly and Bryce Harper shows up to an Eagles fan, they might be mad at Bryce, but you know, like well, typically they're going to they're gonna applaud. Clay Thompson throws out a first pitch at a Giants game or an A's game. Yeah, he's getting universal treatment. Anyway, so what do you think of this division right now? Because, like I said, the Niners are the only unbeaten team in it. 
albeit well, you text, they've only played you t- three games. Yeah, you text me like that's why I don't put much stock in like the Niners are quote unquote in first yeah, place. Yeah, they they didn't play yesterday. It's, it's it just an oddity that is crazy to see it right now. But it is kind of shaping up. I think we can just bury one team. The Cardinals, who at least I'll give them this, they are an interesting shitty team because the little midget runs around and he just does some shit. He's not, to me, They I would fire the GM in Arizona. The, the coach is clearly overset. His defensive coordinator stink. But he actually just does some NFL-level stuff. But they stick. So I think you just have the three-team, which, right, two of them are, Seattle, yeah, they lost to the Saints. So we've got two three-and-ones and a three-and-oh. Where you go the Niners, it's fair to say, even on this show, there's a lot of to be unknown. I, I don't. I think they should be in the playoffs. Like now the pressure's on Kyle. I've said it from the jump. This is a playoff level season for Kyle. Just time to prove that's what good coaches do. But there's still a lot of season left and a lot of good teams to play. But And we'll see. Like Monday night, I'll learn a lot about the Niners. When I look at the Rams, you text me this yesterday. You're like, God, I thought the Rams defense was better. And I kept getting texts from my, my guy, Scotty Raber. Shout out to taking me to the Cal game. Shout out, Scotty Raber. Like, Thanks for the invite. He also invited Haberman, but it was, it was a little too late. Uh, Larry, Larry, his dad, who's a season ticket holder, dropped out last night. He said he didn't want to get home at 2 in the morning. You know what? I've got nothing but love for them since uh, – I, wasn't I Larry at the Contra Costa Country Club? Yeah. Well, we might do it again. So, <laughs> you know, I might be listening. The, you, you texted me, and he texted me the same thing. Like, what's up with Marcus Peters? Because Marcus Peters on one play in the second half, Mike Evans, who I had him on my daily fantasy team, mm-hmm. for a quick second it looked like he broke his finger or something. He left the game. Then he came back in and he smoked him. Well, then what happens two series later? Because I said, well, the thing with Marcus is he's a boomer bus player. But he's like, the way I equated him to, and I, you know, the analytic people on baseball would be like, Middlecoff, it's okay to hit 220. Yeah, in my world, you hit 220, you're still a flawed player. You, could, you hit 220, but you hit 45 to 50 jacks, we can live with it. What did Marcus Peters do a couple plays later? He has a pick six. Yeah. He does. And got for annihilated a guy, on the goal line. Well, he got a concussion. He... For a guy that gives up a ton of big plays. Did you see the Richard five Truman, team the five team trainers, aka his teammates, that just picked him up right away? Yeah, well they, in fairness, they didn't quite understand how I think how hard he got hit. He got <laughs> I mean, that was a crazy hit. But don't you think for a guy that consistently gets smoked every week, because Richard Sherman tweeted like you can't be flat footed or guess against Mike Evans. And that's true. But I'd say, Richard, the one thing this motherfucker always bounces back to do, because I'm not a big uh Marcus Peters guy. He makes plays, guy. Would you like, call him poor man, Asante Samuel? I think he makes more plays, In that way? man. But Asante because was always I, just like a risk taker, right? Yeah, but I... I Not a yeah. poor man, just Asante Samuel? Yeah, I'd say kind of similar. But I, I, I think Marcus causes more fumbles. Like he, I think he leads the league for corners and force fumbles. He, he has a pick like every other week. Now, he gives up touchdowns. But if you're going to give up touchdowns you got to make plays, and he consistently makes plays. But to me, it's the other guys. Like, Taylor Rapp got injured in that game. They're depending a lot on him. Their yeah. linebackers kind of stink. Uh, Aqib Tlaib is still solid, but I, I think when you say his name, you're like, damn, they got Aqib Tlaib. Well, it's like, be like, damn, you got Chris Paul. Yeah, this isn't 2012. You know, this is 2019. It's fine. Their, their front's still solid, but they – Todd Gurley's kind of a shell of himself. They're a good team. And I, the coach is big time. They find ways to win. I think at the end of the day, and this is what I kept saying about the Bucks. why I, I, I looked at the Niners game, that's fucking Bruce Arians' guy, and his coordinator's Todd Bowles. I, I, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coaching staff, despite having, I think, 700 members on it, 
including four women and three kids. It's really good. <laughs> Arians wins. Like, Arians is... Now, I think Jameis, with that late pick, when they were up, I kind of flipped the game off because the guy was 45-27. Yeah. And then I kind of flipped back on. It was 45-34. I know. And the Bucks. The Rams had the or the Bucks had the ball, and he threw a pick six. I'm like, how'd this happen? Well, the same thing. The Jags Broncos game was like a light version of that. Yeah, much lighter, far less entertaining, <laughs> much lighter. Like Jared Goff's kind of getting shit on today. I actually watch him. I, I'm not that down on him. I know he, you know, he had a he had like a Hall of Fame fantasy day because he throws 500 yards, but he throw three picks. Yeah, I, and he did miss on a bad play to Cooks. It they paid him a lot of money, I know. though. You and, get, and, when you get that much money, you get judged on the cash. No doubt. No doubt. I think he's fine. I think he will be fine. I think he'll be good. He'll be, they'll be okay. I just – now, you know, the real – He got outplayed by Jameis. But, I mean, but that's it's just – Yeah, but at the – but that's that's high-end Jameis. That's why you hire Bruce Arians. Um, yeah. Doesn't mean Jameis is you say Jameis is high – Jameis is high on now, even if you don't like Jameis, you have to admit that his high-end is top 10 quarterback when he's on. Like, he can light you up for four or five touchdowns. Yep. No problem. To me, the, and it, it can look like, damn, Jameis is just flinging it. But isn't the wild card in the division, maybe it's the Niners, but from the Niners' perspective, isn't it then the Seahawks? Like, you, we came into the year thinking, it's the Rams' division. Who's going to finish second? Well, when I ask you, like, I don't have a great feel for Thursday night. Do you? No. Uh, no. Like... I, which is a good thing, other which than, to me makes it makes the division pretty interesting. Yeah, other than it's just, you know, divisional game. I don't know if that makes it. I'd love to see the numbers, what the road team does on Thursday night in divisional games versus just regular Thursday night football. But it's not ideal. You're saying, a, you're saying, you're saying if you could break it down, road division game Thursday night football? Yeah. Like, does, does the percentage of road wins change? How about this one? Road division like the Rams are, Thursday night football coming off a loss. Yeah. Well, it, my look at the Eagles. Would you say? But are the Rams desperate? I know the loss sucks, but they are three and one. But, but what I just think is like, is a good team going to lose two games in the matter of five days? So, I mean, the Eagles almost did. It, it's hard. I know. I mean, it's, oh, when I you know. play good teams. It's just. Wait, Sunday, now, Monday, Seattle, Tuesday, when, yeah, five days. I, I do think you're at a little advantage when you're the home team Thursday night. This is really nuts and bolts. Home Thursday night team coming off a home game. Seattle right. did come off an afternoon road game. So the game ends at 5, shower, media. By the time they get to the plane, 8. What's a, what's Arizona to Seattle flight? Two and a half hours? You know, so no, you're getting it's home. further than that. It's probably four. Yeah, it's pretty four long. And a half, five. Five-hour flight? Maybe four and a half. Because, like, I'm just thinking no, San I mean, it's Francisco No, it's a five-hour flight from San Francisco to Philly. Oh, Philly. I'm sorry. I thought you said Seattle to Phoenix. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle to Phoenix. Well, I'm just thinking Seattle, SFO to Phoenix is, like, two hours. And SFO to Seattle is two hours. Hour so. 45. Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably four so, hours. So it's it's actually longer than you think, huh? When you close your eyes. I, I would say it's probably three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Four feels long. Speed it up. Yeah, Private jet. Pedal yeah, so metal. You, you, you're just, you're not just getting to go back to your office right away. You know, you're hitting the plane. Now they probably work on the plane, but I watched I watched the game this morning. Just Seattle, just kind of like glimpsing the back uh, on an iPad, and just 
I watched a little bit of it yesterday on the uh, Red Zone channel. I mean, Russell's a star. It's just he's a superstar. Their defense is a little hit or miss, though. Their corners are not as good. Clowney had a pick six yesterday. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't been Khalil Mack or anything. Now, I think Seattle would tell you, well, we just gave a third round. We didn't fucking pay him any money yet. We They really haven't invested him. They just used him like a rental. And they didn't give up much. Would it be that crazy just to not pay him? Let him walk? Not at all. I don't think he's by any means a lock to get paid. Or maybe they go, well, what if he's not quite as good and we can get him for a little cheaper? Get him for like $45, $50 million and got this kind of free year out of him for a guy that we never would have been able to acquire on the open market probably because of the competition. Instead, we just traded a couple of role players and a third-round pick for him. Yeah. Now, Chris Carson got rolling. The one thing is I don't quite know the Rams' identity unless their identity is simply like they're going to have to outscore a lot of people because their defense isn't that good. You do When you think Seattle, like their identity has never changed. They're going to want to run Chris Carson down your throat. They're going to want to play defense. And they're going to want to just play in kind of ugly 27 to 20 games. They, they have no problem doing that. Right. Well, I don't think the Rams – the Rams like kind of want to play in that game yesterday. They're just used to being on the other end. Seattle hates that, right? They, they just know they're not really equipped for it either. I mean, their best wide receiver is – tiny I mean he's five Tyler Lockett really good player but he's just they depend on him a lot they depend on DK Metcalf you know he's been really good I don't know much about this guy but Will Disley this tight end they have well yeah remember they took him in the second round and everyone's like what are you what they took Will Disley in the second round I'm pretty sure he was a second round oh no I'm thinking of the tight end I'm thinking of Drew Sample sorry where'd they take Will Disley I'm thinking of the other Washington tight end who went to Cincinnati he went in the second round Disley Will Disley Will Disley is a fourth-round fourth pick. pick. Okay. The guy you're thinking of, is Drew Sample. take him? Yeah, Drew Sample. So you're telling me the University of Washington had two tight ends drafted last year? Yeah. I guess this guy was drafted two years ago, but the guy's a pretty good player. I'm impressed with Will Disley. I didn't know much about him, but he's crushing. But I, I've been saying this all along from the beginning. Now it turns out I, at one point in time thought nine and seven could win the NFC West. That's not going to happen. Probably going to take probably eleven wins. But I don't think either one of these, the Rams or Seattle, are just some twelve win juggernaut. Now they might be like an ugly eleven win team. That's what Seattle. I mean, they're high high end. They weren't ugly. They just dominated. This if they got to eleven wins, it would just be in their own little style. The Rams' 11 wins would probably be like, well, they'd have some impressive wins and they'd have some eye-opening losses where they just get smoked because their defense on any given day can give up a lot of points. Yeah. Now, I, I think they would say, well, when we play the Niners, you think fucking Chris Godwin, who's the number two on on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, would be the clear number one. And they also have this guy named Mike Evans and – it was, it was cool yesterday to see Ronald Jones kind of get going to the Coliseum. That, that must have been a cool moment for him. <laughs> Wish Reggie Bush had come out of the back of the end zone and man-hugged him after that. Yeah, and Robert Woods. Or actually, that, that to me is kind of cool, seeing some of the SC guys play for I these agree. teams, playing at the Coliseum. I agree. But Ronald Jones has become a legitimate guy. Like, they have a lot of weapons. I, I, I would imagine the Rams would say, Kyle's a great schemer, but they don't have the weapons the Bucks have. See, this is where, like, you go back what you said about the Niners in terms of winning quarters I agree with, but it's like these two teams are playing now. You haven't played either one of them yet. Now we do. Or Arizona. You, you haven't played any divisional teams. Well, but I would say, like, you do think Arizona at this point should be – you should you should go – if you're a good football team, you should go 2-0 against the Cardinals. 
Is there a chance that Arizona doesn't win a game, or you think this is Kyler can just win yeah, game? I, think, I mean, it's so hard to not win a game. Like, just because we've seen, look four weeks into the season, how many teams have looked good one week and terrible another week. But there are a decent amount of winless squads right now. Well, that's the problem, right, is you played the Ravens, who just looked bad, and you lost. You got your ass kicked by them. But it was a road game. And in theory, Kyler should get better as this year goes on. But He's not been terrible. Um but like they're so their next four yeah, games. Yeah, starting to get a little more opponent. Like well, you can't just be like, well, we won the quarter, but we lost the yeah, Rams. Like well, I we just, won the quarter, but we lost to Seattle. I just I'm think with you. it's too competitive to miss opportunities. Like so, what if you should be? Let's just we'll take three and one. Well, yeah, now you're three and zero. Oh. Now the next four, I don't know if you have it in front of you, but I think it's Rams, Panthers, Redskins, and is it Cardinals? I think it might be Rams, Panthers, Redskins, Cardinals. The next four Pour games for the 49 Pour it up right now. Well, that's another three and one opportunity. Well, that that would be my thing on going three and ones in the quarters. As long as you go three and ones in the quarters, even if a one loss is like on the road to the Rams or on the loss on the road to Seattle, you'll still end up probably four and two in the okay. division. As long as you sweep Arizona, split with them. To me, if if I tell you right now they sweep Arizona, which I don't think Kyle's beat the Cardinals yet I know he beat lost to him twice last year like he's had some trouble against the Cardinals now it's new staff new players and everything uh but if you go four and two in the division if I told you right now Niners go four and two in the division you would say well then they'd be a lock 10 win team right so they got the Browns Monday Night Football at Rams at Redskins versus Panthers at Cardinals so they got yeah you're right I mean if they if they beat the Browns we start going could they be seven and one? Worst case, six and two, and then they get Seattle and Arizona at home. God, they get a stretch in November: Seattle at home, Cardinals at home, Packers at home. That's a pretty potentially lucrative uh, stretch of just potential wins. So that that's where the quarter BS goes out the window. You go, well, you beat this Browns team, you're in a great position to just have an incredibly fast start. No, you don't want to pick too early. <laughs> well, right now, based on what we think of teams in this second, if I said take the four segments of the season, what's the tougher one? The one you just listed? I, the toughest one right now looks like just the last one, right? Yeah, the second two halves are just harder. But who knows what Atlanta is by week 15. I mean, right now you wouldn't mind playing them. Or, or would you say Dan Quinn's the coach week 15? But do they have anyone left who's on their staff? Well, they first head coach guy. How about this little stat nugget? First head coach to fire all three coordinators and not lose his job. I, I forget who the coach was, but since 1989, so it's been 30 years since a head coach was able to allowed to fire all three of his coordinators and keep a job. Like that's when you say that's a pretty big red flag. Like that's not something. That's a long period of time mm-hmm. of a lot of fucking turnover, and no one's done that because typically. The owner knows, right? Because does the head coach want to fire all the coordinators, or is he being forced to fire maybe two of the three of them? It's uh, kind of it feels it feels over for Dan Quinn. Yeah, I, it, that one might have just run its course. Not to go on a Dan Quinn tirade, but do you think he's a hireable head coach, or you think he's got to become a coordinator again? No, I think he's a coordinator next. And John D. Filippo right. is the next coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Well, it shows you, guy. Uncle Rico. It shows you. You know, sometimes when you just, Mike Zimmer, maybe he's the old crotchety one. Maybe it's Kirk Cousins that's a little tough to be coached. Is that a fair one? Yeah. 
I'm not saying how would my you guy f- how would you feel that Bill if you Walsh, just woke up with cutting that check that game check? What do we that just one pay stinks. For? What is that game check? Well, you do the math. What does he get? Uh, <laughs> what's his number like? Twenty eight million dollars a year. Divide sixteen. So I'm pretty sure it's more than last time gross. we did math. We didn't use a calculator, so it's a lot. I mean, it's not quite two million. It's twenty eight. It's one point seven five. What are you checking over there? It's twenty eight divided by six. No, I just I, I I shot Andy a text. I said the kid's got ice water in his veins. Yeah, and he just responded about twenty hours later. Yes, he does. Can we? By the way, just as a side, but that's a good that's a good little name drop right there. And, and Andy is your uh, is your uh, delivery guy? No, Andy <laughs> Reid. Uh, I like that. He's safe to say he likes that. Patrick Mahomes. Right, so, what do you think? So Mahomey Mahomey is a great. This is a great example of like. Where I got annoyed with Twitter is like, look at him staring down the ref. What the fuck are you guys? Stop. Please stop. Are you talking about when he scrambled and looked back? Yes. What was uh, But I don't even really know. What was he doing? So when I like saw what, it live, I thought he was just looking to see if someone was about to tackle him. I, but I, I don't even get, even if he did look at the ref, like, was he mad at the ref no, or something? No, no, no. Twitter's point was people who actually were... What what everyone what people think happens is he's checking for the flag to see if there's a flag. I'm not going to bother running. I've been running around back here. Sometimes there's a flag. Oh, you're saying if it, if you're going to call holding, I'll just hit the ground. Right. What am I wasting the, my time? Yes, for? but then there's this whole thing. It's like look at him st- before somebody came with that obvious explanation. There was a lot of like staring down the ref. Okay, this, uh, can we pat? Can I skip this, please? This part of Twitter. Can we skip the part where he's staring down the ref? Well, here's the reality with a guy like Mahomes. And I think you've seen this with Curry the last couple of years. When you're so good, and you're just such a good guy, and he also, Andy also added, you would love him, John. Like they love the guy. Like did he say your name? Because that's what a lot of people do. Like analysts are like, I talked to coach, and he said John. Yeah, he said my name. All right, there you go. He did just put you though, not Y O U. Oh, well, that's, so he's, he wouldn't you know, say. <laughs> he, when you talk to people there, and I think when you talk to people like with the Warriors about Steph. The, the like the thing that they're so in love with is like, I can't believe this guy is such a good guy. Like we all aspire to have these great players, but a lot of times, like God, you know, Rogers. I bet everyone in Green Bay is like, yeah, he's incredible. But Jesus Christ, he wears us out. I remember talking to people with the Denver Broncos about Peyton Manning. I was fascinated by like, and they'd be like, you know what? We had to give him like seven extra quality control guys. <laughs> he's always asking the the personnel staff for like extra stuff. Now again, they liked him, and he was worth every penny to them. But he, some great players, Kobe, they just wear others out. Now it's worth it; like they, you win with that guy. But in the perfect world, you just get Steph or Mahomey, and they are just you just hug him every day when you see him. He's super happy. <laughs> he's just he's great, and it's like you go to the mat for him, right? Well, yeah. Just, when we say generational, that's the guy you're talking about, right? The guy that Andy Reid. He's probably, I mean, he's probably had a lot, you know him. He's probably had a ton of players that he loved to coach. But would he trade? He coached Brett Favre, but he wasn't his head coach. Would he trade Patrick Mahomes for anybody in his whole career right now? <laughs> no. I mean, not just the player, but just the whole package. Just everything. There's not a, ch- to me, it's the ultimate thing, too, if you're a coach. That's the question, John. If you said, Andy, you could trade Mahomes for Brett Favre in his prime right now, would you do it? Because he'd be a little harder to coach. Yeah, I think he'd probably go with Mahomes. I also think if you said Andy, you could do this. You could get Mahomes peak Philly, 
or just have them in Kansas City. Like, I like Kansas City's way more chill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a, perf- it's a double whammy. I get to kick the shit out of everybody. I get Mahomey for the next 10-plus years, who's a generational player who I love as a person. And I get to be in somewhat smaller market where it's like, it's not just the the uh, you're putting me in the fire twenty four seven three sixty five. Well, it's not, know? and it's like twice a year we're going we're playing Dallas, which is a zoo, and twice a year we're playing the Giants, which is a zoo, and twice a year we're playing Washington, which is a zoo. It's like my zoo is we get to be happy when the uh, you know. Well, now the other three know? the other three teams in your division are just a zoo. Individually. He did say they did ask him like after the game. When they played Oakland, like, will you miss this place? He said, I won't. You'll never have to worry about sewage overflowing again. (laughs) This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.